help God is going to wrap up this series with this sermon. So um, pray that I will wrap it all up. Amen. Finding ourselves in Christ. We are becoming who we truly are in Christ. Second Corinthians chapter three, beginning in verse 14. And the reason such in our hearing. In fact, their minds have grown hard and callous. They have become dull and lost the power of understanding. Let me explain. When we begin to reject God's truth, this happens to us. When we begin to not listen to the word, not obey the word, in the spirit realm, this happens to us in our heart, in our spirit. It not only happened to the Israelites in that day, it can happen right in church. Because we credit the word of God of no value. We choose our opinions, our want-tos, our emotions above the word of God. And what happens is, listen, if we're not moving forward, we're moving back. And this is what is happening. And listen, there's no exemption from this. Let's read on. For until this present time and day when the Old Testament, the Old Covenant is being read, that same veil that I put a hat over my eyes last week still lies on their hearts, not being lifted to be revealed that in, that in Christ it is made void and done away. Talking to the Jewish people, said, even though Jesus was the Messiah, they couldn't see it. Regardless of the miracles he did, regardless of the power he had, regardless of they, they, they refused, number one. Next verse. Yes, down to this very day, whenever Moses is read, a veil is still upon their minds and their hearts. And that's for anyone who don't accept Jesus. There are degrees of being blind. <laughs> there, is, there, there, there is degrees. And whenever a person turns in repentance, saying, I turn from my evil way, I turn from my unbelief, I now accept you, Lord. And what I said, there is a prayer of accepting, accepting Jesus for salvation, but even we as Christians, when we walk out of line, when we are not right with God, guess what we need to do? Repent. Not for salvation, but for continued fellowship. Hallelujah. 
When, whenever a person turns and repent to the Lord, the veil is stripped off and taken away. And the illustration I gave you last week is you begin to shine. You know, you know what's so funny about this? This is made that I don't see clearly. I see through the shape, which means that I don't see y'all very clearly. And the only way I can make clear, I got to keep beholding. If you are in Christ Jesus, you are in a state of you have to continue to keep beholding Christ. The moment you think you got it, the moment you think you're good enough, the moment you think you're it, the moment you think you're the popping chip, you quit seeing. Quit growing. Quit becoming. Let's read on. He says, for where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. You emancipation with me that Satan has no more dominion. He has no more power. Now watch this. We have to learn to walk in truth by faith. There's a disconnect on what he has done and what we believe. Oh, let me step into this. If you don't have the peace of God and you say, it's because you don't believe that God can give you peace of mind and peace of heart. It's not that it's not yours. You don't experience because you haven't stepped into the power that is available to you. Unbelief. As Christians, we all walk in some level of unbelief, but through reading and keep beholding, our faith should be increasing. Hallelujah. Next, next verse. So all of us with unveiled faces should continue to behold in the word of God it, through, through the spirit of God, in prayer, and as a mirror, looking through a mirror, the glory of the Lord is Jesus. It's Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. And I'll constantly write this, watch this, being transformed in the Greek word is metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. As a caterpillar to a butterfly, as you keep looking, you see more. And if you praise him, thank him, and believe and catch hold of what you see, you become what you see. What happens is Satan is blowing smoke. Let me, let me, when, when, when in the book of, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Sorry, I didn't even recognize y'all was still standing. I was gone for a moment. <laughs> when I do that, fellas, tell them, let them sit down, Pastor. I was gone. Okay, let's get back gone again. Metamorphosis means that we are being changed if you want to know your purpose, if you want to know who you are in Christ, you are being changed to be like him. You cannot settle for where you are. 
You do not know what you've been created to be. And the only place you find it, we do not find it within ourselves. We find it in Christ because he's our all in all and he made us for himself. You know, God sometimes sets me up where he does things in the past, no one is going to use it in the future. I went to this store to buy mulch for the flower bed in front, and one of the rose bushes had died. So I, I'm in line getting the mulch, and I look over, and there's a rack there of seeds, tulip seeds. I wasn't looking for no tulip seeds, but something said, you need to go look at those seeds because you need to put something in the place of the rose bush because you're tired of planting rose bush because the soil that's in your, in your flower bed is not that good. So I picked up these seeds. This is a tulip seed. Don't look like much to me, but it's a tulip seed. Did you know that the tulip is in here? 1 Peter chapter 1, 23 says that you've been born again of an incorruptible seed in the amplified. It says seed, it says sperm. He said that he has placed in you the spirit that has his character and who you are in you, but it's still in seed form. Still in seed form. Part of it is the direction of this tulip says, bury it in the fall time. I said, say what? <laughs> Not knowing what I did, I dropped them. And watch this. I buried them on purpose with intention. I dug a hole and I buried them where I wanted to place them with an expectation from the seed. I think it was the beginning of this week. I, I don't know, just, just, just Satan attacking. And I was, I was kind of down. And I heard God say, fight. Tracy, you, you know better. Fight. You, you, you know you know, you know, you know how to push through. Fight. I came to say today that some of you fight. Too, too many of us has given up on God, given up on, a, on the promises, given up. Some of us is living with no expectation from God. Can I tell you something? You've been planted, not buried. You've been planted, not buried. I know it feels like you're buried. I know there's a whole lot of stuff, a lot of mess. I know a lot of stuff has happened in your life. I know, but if you are a child of God, God planted you with intention. Though Satan tried to bury you, 
God's going to use the very thing that Satan threw at you or you did to you to lift you up for his glory. And now is at the place where the very things that I, I, I wanted to accuse God of, of non, of neglect. I now realize he had to. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If this tulip, if this cousin could talk, the cousin that I buried, said, what you doing to me? Why you throwing that dirt on me? Why you stepping on me? Why you put me in a place where I'm going to get rained on, snowed on, I'm going to get freezing, I'm going to get cold out here, I might get frostbit, and you say you love me? <laughs> oh, y'all don't get it. I, I hope y'all get it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And they could talk. It, it feels like I'm burying it to keep it down. But the truth of the matter is everything I did to this seed was necessary. Can I say to you, everything we've been through, every hurt, every loss, every situation, every condition, if you keep your eyes on Jesus, you will recognize that it was necessary for God to bring out of you what he put in you. We got the wrong perspective. Romans chapter 8, after it says that he worked all things together for our good, according to our purpose, those that love God. If you read that, it says, because I made you to be like Christ. I called you. I justify you, and I'm going to glorify you, but the glory of you is in seed form. Show me the tulip. Show, show me the tulip. I asked them to, to give me a picture of a tulip. These tulips are put in test tubes so that you can follow their growth. Notice what is happening. The roots got to begin first. You don't see nothing until the roots. Some of us, the reason why you don't see nothing, because God is allowing the roots to take place. Can, can, can I help us? Quit complaining. Start praising. Start praying. Start worshiping. Start fighting. You have no clue what God's going to do with you. And if we start looking at Christ and stop looking at the situation, listen, 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 listen. It's, listen, buried and, and, and planted feels like the same thing. But buried means it's dead. Planet means God got a purpose and an intent for everything 
through. Turn to your neighbors and say, I've been planted. I don't like what it feel like. I don't like where I'm at. But I believe with everything in me that God is up to something. And I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to push my way through. I'm going to push my way through in praise. I'm going to push my way through in prayer. Some of you have quit praying. But prayer, if you use it. Prayer, if you believe it. Prayer, if you have faith in it. Prayer, move mountains. Prayer will change you in the situation. More than change your situation, God wants your situation to change your attitude. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I've been, where well, I prayed with people that get up, phone call, go pray, and they say, okay, we, we, we need prayer. And they say, I feel the anointing. Get the report because they're not member people. They're not member to go pray with anybody. And, and the cancer gone. And they go back. I got a question for us. After all God has done, of how he delivered us from ourselves, of how he stepped in right on time. You haven't always been where you are, and where you are is because of God, it's not because of you. I know you're not where you want to be, but thank God you're not eating chicken feet no more. You done graduated to, to, to chicken wings. Hallelujah. And, we're, and, we, and we still doubt his goodness. We still doubt his intention. We still doubt whether he's good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop your heart. Dare you to do it. Double dare you to do it. You can't do it because God knew that if we, if he gave us the ability to do it, we would do it and kill our dumb selves. So he made some muscles. You got to work it. He made other muscles that he got to work in. Aren't you glad about it? <laughs> but my brothers and my sisters, quit reaching for the smoke. Hebel. That's the Hebrew word that Solomon uses in Ecclesiastes is translating meaningless, but the Hebrew prescription picture is smoke. It appears as though it's there, but when you reach out for it, no substance. Can, 
can, can I ask us a question? Well, who are we reaching out for? Who, 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 who are we trying, who are we making our God? You have to intentionally look towards him. Matter of fact, let me, let me watch this one thing. He says, he says, I, I want you to keep beholding him. Watch this. From one glory to the next level of glory. But what the text don't tell you, there's a fight in between glories. There's a demon in between glories. All hell gonna break loose in between glories. Because Satan don't want you to grow. Satan don't want you to get where you need to be. Satan don't want you to act like Christ. Say what you to keep your nasty attitude. Say will help you keep your nasty attitude. Say you want us to stay in our mess, because as long as we're in our mess, they can't see Christ in us. When did this thing become who has the biggest toys? What this is about is that we become so full of him. That there's no explanation for the light that is shining through us. Let me ask you, do people sense the presence of God on you? You can't fake that. You can't act that. You can't work that. Listen, he, he either is being manifest through us and now on us, are we just playing church? I've been saved, but so full. Lord, deliver us from us. <laughs> you know why I say that? It really doesn't matter what anybody else does on the outside, because I control me. Oh, somebody didn't hear that. Let me say it again. You, I should not allow you or nobody else to bring hell out of me. You don't give nobody that type of power. Just because you act crazy, I mean, I have to act crazy. Now don't touch me now. But if you want to act crazy, I, I don't have to act crazy. I can't control. Guess what? I don't have to fuss with somebody if I don't open up my mouth. I was looking at it like they're crazy. Crazy. Want me to call 422 or whoever the, the crazy line is? That's because we're fighting the devil and don't even know we're fighting him as he acts up in other people. 
You don't have to gossip because they call and they gossip. Don't have to answer the phone. We make excuses for ourselves and don't even realize it is hindering our growth. Well, he's he going to come, little things in, my, in our mind. He's going to throw smoke in my mind. But you don't have to act on it. You know, one of the biggest things we got to clean up our thinking. If, if, if our thinking is not biblical, we're wrong. If what we believe is not biblical, it's wrong. If our opinion is not coming from the word of God, we're wrong. You know, you know, you gotta put checks on yourself. Know why you gotta pay? Because this is the question. That doesn't sound like Christ. That doesn't look like Christ. That, that doesn't look like who I am. That doesn't sound like who, who I'm becoming. Because God's purpose in me is not to be churchy. It's to look like Jesus. Oh, let's say that again. Let's say that again. The goal of God in your life and my life and all of our life is not to be churchy. It's to take on the personality of Jesus. It's the seed he planted in us. Listen, listen, Jesus was just one person, but look how many Jesuses is in this room. We are his representative. It's Christ in us. You know, we sit back and we complain about the world, but are we part of the problem? Listen, we can even do good works, but our attitudes stink. And if your attitudes stink, though you're doing good work, I don't want to be like you. If my attitudes stink, I don't want to be like me. You know, I, I think sometimes... We are playing when God is deadly serious. He is so deadly serious, he sent his only begotten son who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we may be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that our life may be so effective. It's in the book of Acts chapter 4. Peter and John just healed a man by the gate of beautiful. He, 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 he was lame in his leg, and he was begging and, and for, for alms. And, and Peter says, we don't have any money, but what we have, said, in the name of Jesus. So, so it wasn't Peter that healed him. It was the name of Jesus that healed him. But 
Peter and John was the vehicle that God used because Peter and John were sold out for Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know what? God is really looking for a man, a woman, a child who sold out for him. I mean, who doesn't have their own agenda. Who's not trying to do it themselves. Who recognize they bring nothing to the table. Listen, God needs to break us in order to build us. The whole thing that I've been trying to tell us is that God wants all of us. And until we inch by inch, level by level, precept, concept, surrender to God as he shows us, and if you ask him, he will show you. He wants some folks that are chasing him. Listen, what, what are you chasing? What's most on your mind? What do you watch the most on TV? What is it that we're thinking about? How's our talk at home? Is it the same as our talking church? Is there two of you? Three of you? Four of you? Why? Because the truth of the matter is, and the moment we take our eyes off of Jesus, we are reaching for smoke. And smoke don't satisfy. The closer I get to Jesus, the more I realize it's him. And what's, and what's so strange about it is you can be on him today and off of him tomorrow. It is a constant push. It is a constant press. But watch this, watch this. So, 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 so they get in trouble, and watch this. You can get in trouble for being with Jesus. <laughs> Listen, don't, don't let your light shine too brightly because folks who don't want their light to shine will get mad at you for shining on them. Listen, you would think that you would think that this, this people would want this. People don't want this. You know why? Because those that love evil, they're, they're, they're evil don't like the light. So, so you can walk into a room of Christians and they don't like you because the anointing is on you. Everybody want to be anointed, but nobody's willing to pay the price for it. There's a brokenness because God has to break you and me of us in order that he can shine through the cracks. Turn to our neighbor and say, he shines through our cracks, through our weakness, not through our strength. Then ask them, are you too strong? It was necessary 
for me to treat this tulip seed the way I did. If it ever going to reach its potential of glory, if it ever going to become what the picture shows, I had to what seemed like bury it. But I was planting it. God came to me and said, Tracy, I had to. What you mean you had to? In order for me to get you ready to go to the next level, I had to. You had to break my heart. You had to tear me down. You had to strip me of me. You had to make me to the place where I don't want life. You had to come to the place where, where my struggle is to want to live. Tracy, it was necessary. It was needful in order for where to prepare you for where I want to take you. I had the, what you felt was burying you, was planting you. Are you willing for God <laughs> to plant you and you not complain? Are you willing for God to intentionally, on purpose, put you where you don't want to be in order to bring up out of you who you are? Let me show you the end result. It's in that Acts chapter 4. Here, here Peter and, and John is now called in front of the religious leaders. And, and, and they are looking at them, and this is what it says. It says, they, they look at them and they are perceiving, they look at them hard because they heard that they did a healing in the name of Jesus. And they look at these men and it says, these guys didn't go to the schools we went to. These guys are unlearned. In fact, they Fisherman. There's nothing special about these guys. But then they took a deeper look and said, but there's something about them. It's not their education. It's not their dress. It's not what they got on. It's not their job. What, what, what I see in them is not what this earth gave them. There's something about them with all our training and learning that we don't have. <laughs> and what they have is more than what I got. I, I recognize it's their presence. It's, 
It's, it's their eloquence, it's their bold. They, they know who they are without having anything. Oh, shut your mouth. They have a boldness and a confidence of faith that we wish we had. We know the Old Testament, but they are the Old Testament. <laughs> we know the Bible, but... There's something about them that compels me, that moves me, that instructs me, that convinces me, that makes me want what they have, but I gotta give up what I got to get what. We perceive these men been, been holding Jesus. There's a word, there's a word, there's a word, then I'm done. It's, it's, it's not a biblical word, it's, it's a scientific word. It's called osmosis. Osmosis. What it is, is when you have two liquids in a container and you have a semi-membrane uh, that's in the middle of it. It's a semi-penetrational uh, membrane in the middle of it. And on the right side is deeply concentrated, heavy liquid. On this side, not so much. And what will naturally happen from a scientific standpoint is, is the mixture that is heavier, more concentrated, will begin, its molecules will begin to penetrate through that membrane and begin to affect the other side of the container. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know what happened with Peter and John? They got in to the presence of Jesus. They spent more time in prayer. They spent more time in the word. They spent more time praising. They spent some time worshiping until the seed on the inside went pop on that. Listen, listen, listen. It's something when, when you recognize that you're the temple of God and the Holy Spirit is in you. Now watch this. And you get in his presence on the outside? Oh, there's somebody in here that. When the God on the inside gets in the presence of the God on the outside, you become full of Jesus all around you. Hallelujah. If you got hell on the outside, it will limit the Jesus on the inside. But I dare you. I double dare you. Spend some more time in his presence. I dare you. Spend some more time praising. I double dare you. Spend some more time reading. Seek his face. The next thing you know, people begin saying, did you change your makeup? Is that Vaseline on your face? 
Why your bald head shining like that? There's something, there's something about you and I can't put my finger on it. Don't talk about your makeup. Tell them I've been in the presence of the Lord and he's changing me from inside out. And it's the best thing that ever, ever, ever happened to me. It's him. It's him. I take no credit for it. May I ask you a question? What are people saying behind your back? Are they glad to see you coming? Are they glad when you leave? Hold on one more time. He got his name on us. He has his name on us. That is a privilege, but that's accountability. That's responsibility. How are we carrying his name when it's not convenient? We need to be people that other people would say, God's presence is on her. God's presence is on him. Not in what we say, but in who we are. You want to know who you are? That's it. You know what your purpose is? That's it. You know what the calling is? That's it. You know, you find yourself when this becomes it. Anything else is missing it. It's when you allow his light. Father, Father, help us to shine. Make this imagery, make this message even more clear. Holy Spirit, continue to preach it as I quit preaching. Let it be that we can't run from it. But you keep saying to us, you got your name on us. And how are we shining with your name? Lord, touch now. 
There are people watching all over. I pray that if someone don't know you, that they come to get to know you now. I pray that they ask you, Lord Jesus, in their hearts. I pray that there be such a conviction. But more than that, I pray that there be such, such an illumination of how much you love us. That in spite of us, you put your name on us. Lord, 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 touch now that somebody will come to a saving knowledge, a delivering knowledge, a set-free knowledge, a healing knowledge of you, Lord Jesus. Even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, amen. The number that will come up, those that are viewing, you can call that number, and that number you have a minister that will call you back. In the house, these ministers standing here will meet you in the vestibule. you. If you need prayer, if you need to know Jesus, if you need to accept him, if you become a member of this church, you can get with them. God has his name on us. What a privilege. What an honor. He loves us that much. He said, I got my name on you. But how careful we should be how we walk with his name. Give God some praise in the house.